Welcome to another episode of the Dark Rhino Security Podcast. We are joined again today by AI architect and designer Louise Martin to discuss the origins of artificial intelligence and its capabilities in the modern era. Well, welcome everybody. This is the second part to our series on artificial intelligence. We are once again uh, grateful to have Louise Martin join us all the way from Madrid, Spain for this uh, second part in the series. And we're gonna continue our conversation on artificial intelligence and various aspects of it in terms that uh, all of us can understand. And that's really the goal of this initial series of podcasts uh, with Louise is to give everybody an understanding of artificial intelligence and at a level where we can all become conversant with it and talk relatively well about it. With that, Louise, welcome. How are you today? Uh, I'm fine. It's a very good weather in Spain and, and, and I'm very happy to to talk again about uh, the main principle of artificial intelligence with you uh, and share this with our audience. It's very important. The potential customers have clear what are, what are our principles or theoretical or fundamental principle of AI. You know, Louise, let's then start at the very beginning. What what the what were the origins of artificial intelligence? Okay, man. Okay, to be consistent with the history, the term of AI is introducing as tale in one ninety five six from a proposal by John McCarthy to the Rockefeller Foundation called Study on Computational Model of Simulation of All Aspects of learning and another characteristic of human intelligence. McCarthy used the term of artificial intelligence to differentiate uh, from his colleagues in cybernetic who uh, these guys focused more on, on heat study of communication and control between man, man and machine. The fundamental element from the scientific point of view was the use of symbolic logic and inductive reasoning. You know, Louise, symbolic logic uh, was prevalent in the early days of AI. What's changed there? Yeah, it's changed many things. The, uh, during the 70 and the 80 years, the symbolic logic was the fundamental element of AI. From the 80 years onwards, the neural approach appeared strongly and involved a radical different computational paradigms. Currently, the combined model of symbolic and neural computation are mixed, um, what we call neurocognitive computing. So has symbolic computing in AI been superseded by neural networks, Louise? Yeah, uh, in no way. It is very much alive, uh, especially in the field of intelligent planning and problem-solving strategies, what require formulating a series of steps to achieve the specific objective. Among the possible examples could be uh, assisted driving, play games, 
logistic planning, demonstration of scientific and business hypotheses, cooking recipes, automatic manufacturing of equipment, describing and recommending rules and regulation, controlling air traffic. In the specific case of cybersecurity, the heuristic rationing approach is the most efficient for the simulation of warning and response scenarios against threats and attack, risk analysis, and the planning and execution of cyber strategies. In general, the current approach for the use of the, the all symbolic computing in AI is technologically referred as uh, GoFay, good old-fashioned AI. <laughs> good old-fashioned AI, GoFay. That's a, that's a real acronym. <laughs> so, you, you know, just uh, listening to you describe this, uh, when we look at the early origins of AI, on uh, computational models, and you use terms like neural computing, it, it seems like AI is really just sets of algorithms. Is that what sets it apart? Uh, all right. In the first date of artificial intelligence, John McCarthy raised the problem of how the train system to learn is inseparable from the problem or how to represent the knowledge involved and how to transform that representation in case of zero so that it's become more and more adequate for the task at hand. In, in this approach, the idea that the generation of new truths for another all ones is directly involved with the intelligent development of representation in mind is embodied this approach involves the most important abilities inherent to intelligence, that is creativity understood uh, as responsible for generating new representation of the world, learning as a process of improving cognitive abilities subject to external influence, or solver problems such the set of skill applied to escape a situation in the world that prevent us from establishing a strategy for achieve a goal. From the above, it's, it's clear uh, the way of representing knowledge and its processing is the basic element on which artificial intelligence establish its fundamental principles. Apart from that day, are only algorithms with more or less degree of complexity, applicable by themselves or together with other uh, more common in different problems. This seems like a um, very complex problem set to solve, Louise. You know, the representation of uh, knowledge, its processing, learning models, the mimicry of human intelligence is uh, absolutely a non-trivial exercise. Yeah, and, I agree. You know, and looking at this, you know, there's uh, you mentioned the terms of artificial intelligence. Uh, we've also heard terms out there like intelligence system. 
could you provide us a little bit of a differentiation between such terminology, artificial intelligence versus intelligent system? I try. Uh, uh, artificial intelligence is a discipline of computer science and intelligent systems are explicit in the form of systemic model or artificial intelligent technologies. In form of complete or incomplete system with a cognitive, rational, or neural, or biomimetic approach, this intelligent system will be the base of the revolution of the new technological application and the transformation of the organization that are going to give support the society of 21 century, in my opinion. So, so Louise, then if I could uh, explain uh, what you just said, uh, and just let me know if my understanding here is correct, that uh, artificial intelligence is an overarching term that describes a discipline, whereas intelligent systems are explicit system models. Is, yeah. is my understanding correct? It's yeah. correct, completely correct. The intelligence system is the, the best way to implement the different artificial intelligence technologies is the, the most correct design strategy in terms of systems. So if we look at intelligent systems, can you give us a little bit of insight into their capabilities? What can they do? Uh, some of the capacities of this system are following. Uh, capture and integrate information from multiple sources and formats and evaluate its usefulness, reliability, timelines, and accuracy. Other capabilities detect external stimuli and generate concepts and meanings. Be aware of the situation in the environment and predict their possible evolution. Process the Latin language and understand its meaning. Other capability is infer new information from analytic, analytical and syntactic processes. Learn through the sample what they transmit to us and they and the action experience. Set objectives and modify them according to the environment and the situational context to, to have a dynamic an associative memory, cooperate with other entities for the solution of complex objectives and trigger action to achieve partial or total compliance. See, when, when you describe um, the cap capacities of these systems to integrate information from multiple sources, to detect external stimuli, to process natural language, it really, um, for our listeners, it, it would imply almost human abilities, but I think there are some limitations and we're gonna talk about that later on in this uh, discussion. These are models or descriptions, I should say, for essentially describing what these systems are capable of, but we should not take them literally in the sense of human intelligence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because I can just see our listeners thinking, oh, wow, these guys are uh, creating Skynet from the movie Terminator. 
and uh, this thing will take over the world. You know, that's that's. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I think if somebody even wanted to do that right now, the capabilities and the systems are just not there to even yeah. get close to that. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that brings us to you know looking at the capabilities of these systems. In in what areas of research and experimental technological design? Are you most involved with now with uh, AI? Okay, uh, we have a, a very extensive uh, research uh, development program in that rhino security. That uh, at this moment, from point of view of a system designer, the issues where I am most involved now are the following: uh, capture technologies. Uh, shared an evaluation of multi-source and multi-content information, sensory detection technologies and conceptual con construction, situational awareness in real-time technologies, critical structured and evidence-based analysis technologies. The follow technology is very special for me, but it's very important for the future of, the, of our company, is the Automatic cooperative analysis of complex situation is a, a very, a very good uh, research area, especially for cyber security, for the future of cyber security. Another sample is uh, smart big data analysis technologies, technology for the production of the strategy information, strategic planning technologies, machine learning, of course. Uh, Technology for detection and analysis for reasoning of the adversary is a, is a other key technology for us. Dual knowledge intelligence technologies is a key technology for creating uh, intelligent agents for cybersecurity. Uh, uh, natural language processing and understanding technologies, um, ATC, ATC, but, uh, but we have three or four line of research, uh, very critical for, for us at this moment, as you know. So, yeah, you, you know, Louise, when you read about artificial intelligence in the modern press, uh, you hear machine learning quite a bit. You he hear deep learning quite a bit, you know, but you don't hear what the terminology that you just use, the A2C2, the automatic cooperative analysis of complex situations. That is uh, the first time I'm hearing of, of such a term. Can I ask you, have systems been built that you know of that are based on the automatic cooperative analysis of complex situations? Yeah, uh, yes. The formal and theoretical approach that I am using in order to apply this to the cybersecurity and national corporate security problems were uh, these cases, these cases of complex uh, problems. Uh, the best way to resolve this is the cooperative uh, approach. That, that's a very good explanation, Louise. And, um, you know, it, it kind of alludes to a artificial neural network of types. And perhaps uh, you can bring some clarity to this. Could you explain the differences between artificial neural networks and deep learning? Yes, I try. Learning involves essentially two processes. 
The first is to simulate information about our experience in our memory by storing and relating that information with existing information in the memory. And the other is to extract the information in knowledge in the form of patterns that can transform all cognitive abilities to classification, recognition, reasoning, etc. Currently, we generate uh, gigabytes of digital information about all behaviors and duct organizations every day. Neural computation allow us to efficiently do what was previously described. An artificial neural network is structured in nodes that simulate the neurons and their synaptic connection. Organized in layers with a, with a certain hierarchy. The neurons of each level are only connected with the upper and lower level of the hierarchy and the activation of the connection are established to throw numerical weight. Zero, not connected, and one, strongly connected. The lowest level receive uh, information from outside, for example, a pixel of a camera. The operation of entire neural network is modeled by training based on a sample like images of dogs or building, and the weights are propagated up and down in the neural hierarchy until each managed to tune with precision the recognition and classification on the on those image. That's much interesting thing about the about the process described above is that you recognize dots or building without saying anything else. This is called unsupervised learning. The image of dots or building contain pattern of multiple multiple types type legs, wizard, snout, for anatomical structure, ATC, in different positions, colors, and angles. Neural networks are able to detect the complex relationship between the different identified patterns, recognize them, and classify them dynamically. I, I know that, that, that I, I explain uh, uh, in, in an easy way what is the difference in the neural network computing paradigm oh uh, absolutely and i, I think um, what you described here for machine learning or deep learning is actually you know we always think that there would be some very very complex algorithmic models and i'm sure there are but fun at a fundamental level it is linear algebra is yeah. is what you are describing where you have a series of connections, uh, neuron one connected to two, to connected to three. And if yeah. I show it a picture of a dog. That's right. Depending on the weighting we give it, neuron two might fire or your neuron three might fire or neuron 50 might fire. And yeah. that associated pattern determines whether that is a dog or not. Yeah, uh, it's right. very important to take the the key knowledge to design the correct structure of the neural network. 
uh, it's very important to reduce the time and the amount of data to train the neural structure. It's a, a very key point. Uh, take the good knowledge, uh, good strategies to design the neural network structure. So, Luis, what about you know big data? It, it seems like um, if you could just give a brief comment on this question that I'm about to ask. It seems that in training the neural net, which you were just talking about, to have minimal data, to have good data. Uh, and to feed that data appropriately. It seems a lot of time is spent today in deep learning systems in creating that data set. Yeah. Is that the weakest link in the chain is how good is the data? Not, not only the data. It's uh, very important. We just don't have many types of data to optimize the structural net, neural network design in order to reduce the, the needs of the different types and the amount of data. But uh, currently, we have a strong level of, uh, of data in the organization, but usually you don't have the data that you need. <laughs> <laughs> So, so in spite of all the information we're collecting, you're saying we don't usually have the data classified and labeled in ways that we could potentially yeah. use to train these networks. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, in my opinion, is the most important way of design is first, you need to look what is the type of, of data that you have in your organization. I, and the, the the second the second step is design the network structure and the training methods in order to uh, take accordance uh, with the the real data that you have access at this moment. Luis, thank you for that uh, that brief insight. You know, we're still continuing on the concept of data and uh, machine learning and training these systems do you believe this is similar to how we as humans learn uh, actually we don't we don't know if the learning model based on artificial neural network is similar to how we learn human we we don't know anything about uh, about our brain at this moment uh, honestly but uh, the truth is that this current system are demonstrating greater capabilities of detection, recognition, and classification than human beings. This element together with the capacity of the computation allow to glimpse a revolution in the creation of new types of non-human intelligence, that is, artificial in, a, in the strict sense. So you've just created a differentiation between human and artificial or machine intelligence, which I think is uh, is a very good thing to do because they they are completely different from the descriptions you have given us, and it might rest some of the fears that our audience might have in regards to the capabilities of machines and the current state of affairs with them when competing with human beings. Uh, it's it seems that you know these systems can be very, very good 
at point tasks where we have the data and the knowledge to train the system to recognize a unique pattern. Mm -hmm. uh, but, they are, but there are limitations because uh, yeah. their inference capability, oh. when they don't have enough data, uh, doesn't oh, okay. match what a human can possibly do. Of course, uh, that's correct. So let, let me let me ask you, Louise, is machine learning, is that only based on artificial neural networks? Artificial learning based on neural networks is the most effective and the most case. There are many computational approaches that can be most useful when we don't have enough data uh, to generate pattern or this data are not very reliable. Uh, uh, there are uh, there are other uh, technological approach to automatic learning, but uh, if you have the uh, no data of a large range of types of data. The the neural network approach is the most efficient. Uh, and, and at this moment, uh, the data scientific is experimented other way other ways like uh, genetic algorithms and other uh, statistical approach louise you know um, can you tell me a little bit about machine intelligence from the systemic point of view the machine intelligence involves creating software model with automatic learning and reasoning ability what we have previously talked about symbolic and neural computation, or we what we call neurocognitive computing. From the conceptual point of view, it implies the creation of automatic shares with shunning uh, the different types, inductive, deductive, abductive, retroductive, and learning sequences. And from the point of view of the design, imply the creation of intelligent agents. Agents can respond to stimuli external, generating an explicable and justifiable intelligent behavior. The interaction between different intelligent agents allow to create structures with truly remarkable capabilities, and in many cases, superior to human capabilities. Concretely, in what I call put a Sherlock Holmes in a virtual box. Sherlock Holmes in a virtual box. Uh, so I, I will get back to uh, two statements here. Sherlock Holmes in a virtual box and... Put deductive capabilities, inductive capabilities, and retroductive capabilities, reasoning capabilities in a, in a magic box in order to introduce information with a specific context and output uh, intelligent response and behavior with evidence and um, capabilities to justify and explain uh, what is the process of reasoning. Uh, it's a magic box that responds to your question and explain how is your uh, reasoning process. So or management by evidence. Yeah, yes. this is it's a it's a, it's a mixed concept. This is management by evidence and, my, and management by section. Concretely, the 
the way the strategies of reasoning. So, you know, but I don't want to let one topic go and uh, that uh, I was going to get back to and that you said that these systems are can be more capable than uh, human beings. And <clears throat> I'll just make a brief comment and then I'd like to get uh, your insight into this again, because it, it again see, seems to say that we as humans are developing machines that may be superior to us. And uh, it gives a little bit of a pause for concern because in reality, AI systems, as you have described them, are models, mm -hmm. you know, and that and they don't have any real consciousness. Heck, we don't even know how to properly define consciousness, but they don't have any consciousness or morality. And the mm -hmm. human experience and actions are bound by both con consciousness and morality. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Or am I... In, incorrect completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. I completely agree, Manoj. Human intelligence is too complex to compare with current AA. Like the cat that sees better at night with the chameleon to adapt its skin to the landscape or other animals that have an intelligent response to a specific challenge, they are not comparable to the complexity of the human intelligence, at this time, the most powerful AI will not be comparable to that of an insect. The difference, the main difference, is that it has been designed by humans to enhance our cognitive abilities of detection and recognition of patterns planning, uh, so, uh, problem solving, analysis, or uh, complex decision making. Thank you, Louise. Now, I I'll tell you selfishly, we're a cybersecurity company. So yeah. I, I would like you to just kind of switch modes here for a second. And can you tell us how we can apply deep learning and automatic reasoning to the problem sets in cybersecurity? Oof, uh, <laughs> The applications are immense. Science, we are in an environment where millions of data are available to generate very complex patterns to allow to detect and classify multiple situations in real time. And to be able to launch automatic learning sequences to generate real time responses to any type of threats. And attack. Can you give some examples here, Louise? I give a very clear example, five concretely. One, analyze automatically and dynamically the vulnerabilities of different computing devices and of which modification the configuration of the same one. That's imply a new breach in the protection system and an increase vulnerabilities of the of the system the second uh, be able to detect from the moment zero of early new cyber weapons and the new force of attack to be able to offer new defensive or offensive response another sample is detecting 
sophisticated form of cyber attack as the introduction of contaminated information in financial system or reporting to the top management that involves erroneous decision-making. These attacks have the characteristic of vain stealthy. It's very common terms in military, uh, in the military doctrine, uh, deception or uh, information poisoning. Other example is to be able to eliminate, eliminate or reduce the cognitive overload of the human operator of the stock. It's a very great pro problem at this moment with the different uh, types of threats uh, and uh, critical real time that uh, using in this uh, in these scenarios, uh, providing them with filtering and spare bytes and directly implementing virtual operator based, based in intelligent agent with automatic reasoning cap capacity and complex decision making to replace the two human operators. I, I, I want to say that in this uh, point is very important that, I, that uh, we talk about cooperative analysis of complex situations. Okay. Yep. Other example, finally, have to ability to simulate attack scenarios, plan responses, or attack attacks, and check the efficiency of those response. So, Louise, I have one final uh, bit that I would like you to try and comment on. And it gets back to your um, example of saying that, you know, we can detect sophisticated forms of cyber attacks with contaminated information and erroneous decision-making. Would it be possible, do you think, you know, you, you read uh, here in the United States, I, I don't know about Spain, but in the United States, election tampering has become a daily news item yeah. and yeah. it's uh, we see it you can't turn on a news channel of your choosing and and not hear about that topic in some way shape or form would a system uh, a cybersecurity system based on ai do you think it something could have been deployed to alert the population to erroneous information or to remove that information from uh, general media outlets, if you will? No, uh, it's very important to, to detect uh, the early name it, fake news. Uh, all, yep. all people know that this, uh, this, this, this type of news are uh, we are uh, different strategies, uh, possibly the, in the same way of the, of the cyber security uh, silent attacks, uh, deception attacks. But uh, in the in the cyber security, the uh, the approach is different. That uh, uh, in the in the social media, the the objective of the of the offender is to Punk uh, have a, a strong uh, a strong uh, policy of, uh, of, of this fake news. In the cybersecurity uh, attack, the objective is that the guys of the organization don't know anything about uh, this attack is produced. The successful uh, strategy of a uh, deception attack is the integrate the information poisoning 
with the, uh, the correct information of the organization in a silent form, okay? And, Understood. Yeah. Well, thank uh, you for that, Luis. Yeah, I'm sorry, go I'll ahead. Explain, you were going to explain it's in more detail in other podcasts, but it's a very important point uh, for the organization, mainly because the big organization are very exposed to these attacks. They don't know that is the objective of this attack. Well, what you don't know, you can't affect. So yeah. let's take that up as a topic in another podcast. And Louise, we are uh, at the end of our time here, but I wanted to thank you very much for joining us once again and lending your insights. Uh, which we hope our listeners will find quite useful as we continue this education series on artificial intelligence. Uh, uh, and thank you for you. It's very important for me, like uh, architect and designer of the Rhino Security, to to expose or to explain our main line of research and uh, the main line of the experimental design that we have in. Uh, uh, in the in our organization thank you louise well thank you as always for joining us be sure to hit that subscribe button and visit us at darkrhinosecurity.com. security